Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 22 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying in January the 23rd, January the 29th um, for Matthew 3, Mark 1 and Luke 3, um, focusing of course on the events of the Saviour's Baptism and all the uh, kind of topics and themes that come out of it around it. Um, I think for just a, f- a few seconds or so, it's worth me outlining my plan in terms of how to study these things. I mean, the baptism of, of Christ is one of the very few events that actually takes place in all four of the Gospels. We're not going to be looking at the um, the accounts in John chapter 1, um, but we're looking at the Matthew 3, Mark 1, and Luke 3 chapters to, to study this. What I'm going to do is when there is um, an event or a miracle or a um, milestone in the Saviour's life that takes place in multiple Gospels, I'll look at one primarily and then I'll pick out any differences or any other things or sayings that weren't said in that Gospel across the other ones. So I won't go in detail in all three Gospels, that's the thing that will take too long. I'm also not just going to focus on one of them because we won't get the wider perspectives either. So, for example, we'll start with Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 to 12, looking at repentance and about that being a mighty change of heart. Then we'll skip across Mark and Luke about any themes of repentance that come out of there. And then we'll continue on through um, the kind of study, suggested study sections from the come following materials, looking at the various gospels that speak about them. So we're not going to go through Matthew 3, then Mark 1, then Luke 3. Um, We're going to go through kind of thematic things that come out of multiple ones and look at each of their sections briefly, or one in detail and then the other ones briefly for any other things that come out from it. So I hope that makes sense. And um, and I'm not going to explain that with every week then because that'll take, you know, the the first minute or so every week. Um, But... Yeah, that's how we're going to go through um, the, the four Gospels going forward now. So, starting with Matthew chapter 3, um, in verse 2, we have John the Baptist teaching or preaching in the wilderness, saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So one of John's main messages was about repentance. And what's interesting is that Matthew, with his um, focus on the Jewish um, re- audience that he's writing to, straight away says about how this is a fulfillment of a prophecy in Isaiah. In verse 3 he says, uh, For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet, prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye way the, the prepare thee ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, we often attribute this to the fact that John was baptizing people and getting them spiritually ready to receive the Saviour. And repentance is a very important part of this. Notice how, after it says he was teaching repent to people to repent, that this was then preparing the way of the Lord. And so repentance can be seen as a way of preparing the way, our way uh, to receive the Lord. And uh, this is uh, such an important message that comes from John the Baptist's message. We, all, we often focus on the fact that he baptised people, and of course that is um, correct, but... It was so much more than that. It was a preparing, a spiritual preparing of this people. They were casting out old habits and things that were keeping them from from the spirit, and they were 
moving themselves closer to Christ, which is something um, that helps them to be prepared for the Saviour uh, and his messages. Um, in verse 8, he invites those, even those who had come to see what was going on, and we'll talk about those Pharisees, Pharisees and Sadducees uh, later this week, uh, but he tells them that bring forth, therefore, meat, fruits, meat for repentance. So what are these fruits and meat for repentance? Well, um, Elder Neil A. Maxwell taught some things about repentance. He said, quote, There can be no real repentance without personal suffering and the passage of sufficient time for needed cleansing and turning. This is much more than merely waiting for feelings of remorse to subside. Misery, misery like adversity, can have its special uses. No wonder chastening is often needed until the turning is really underway. Real remorse quickly brings forth positive indicators, fruits meet for repentance. In process of time, these fruits bud, blossom, and ripen. True repentance also includes confession. One with a broken heart will not hold back. As confession lets the sickening sins empty out, then the spirit which withdrew returns to renew. Close quote. So these aspects of confession and remorse and godly sorrow, as, as we often speak about, are the true real indicators of, of repentance. Um, and of course, when we talk about repentance, and, and I'm pleased that we are having this kind of clarified um, in teachings today, yes, of course, it includes removing of old habits or things that we shouldn't be doing. But of course, it's more than that. It's being changed. It's becoming different. It's, it's helping us to become more loving, more changing the way that we think of people, changing the way we see people. Repentance is a changing to help us to be better. Um, and that doesn't just mean stopping of bad things. It means bringing in new things and starting to become more Christ-like. Um, and this is a much more expansive and uplifting view of repentance, something which, uh, growing up, I was you know, certainly much more focused on the, oh, well, I need to repent if I've done a bad thing. Whereas isn't, repentance is a thing that we need to do the whole time, the whole the time. It's constantly changing and constantly becoming better. Um, of course, these people that John was speaking to felt that they had um, everything in hand because they were of Abraham. Uh, they were descended from Abraham. Um, but John replies and says, um, For I say unto you that God is able to, of these stones, raise up children unto Abraham. He's saying that, you know, the fact that you are related to Abraham genealogically makes absolutely no difference. You need to bring forth fruits meat for repentance. You need to turn yourselves to God. Um, and uh, that will help you to to become better, to change. Um, President Edgertaf Benson said, quote, The proud depend upon the world to tell them whether they have real value or not. Their self-esteem is determined by where they are judged to be on the ladders of worldly success. They feel worthwhile as individuals if the numbers beneath them in achievement, talent, beauty, or intellect are large enough. Uh, pride is ugly. It says, if you succeed, I am a failure. If you love God, do his will, and fear his judgment more than men's, we will have self-esteem. And then John gives kind of a, a, a warning here that the axe is laid at the, fruit of the, at the root of the trees. Speaking, of course, about that link to genealogical and family history roots, that they will be hewn down. Depend, no matter what the roots are, they can be hewn down. 
if they do not bring forth the good fruits, linking back to the fruits meet for repentance, which I think was a is a wonderful metaphor there for them to understand that, you know, we need to have um, links uh, to Abraham, of course, you know, the Abrahamic covenants. And the way we do that is we are baptized and we are adopted into that house. But what if, if we are, you know, descended from that line, it makes no difference. Uh, all can be brought. The gospel is for the whole world. Um, and finally, um, in this kind of verses 1 to 12 in Matthew 3, focusing on the idea of repentance, uh, John says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So that's kind of the Matthew 3 focus on repentance that I want to, to, to look at. We'll continue with our view on uh, repentance tomorrow as we dip into Mark 1 and Luke 3. And we won't go into every verse in there if it's kind of the same things being said, but we'll pick out some different things that are talked about. And also perhaps some of the wider material, particularly uh, by in the Bible Dictionary and by President Russell M. Nelson as well. So do join us tomorrow as we continue to look at our view on repentance in this section. Uh, please do uh, continue to join us each day and share the podcast and share your thoughts on what you've studied on the Facebook group. And until we meet again. <laughs>